Hey, it's Roger from Performance Center Racing Warehouse. Episode five coming up. PFC breaks right before Martinsville. Like to wish everybody good luck at Martinsville test. Let us know if we can help in any way. Chris Stilbeck's gonna give you a ton of information right here. Things to do with your brakes, things not to do with your brakes, ways to make it better. Hope this brings you some value. Thank you. All right, we'd like to welcome everybody to episode five. We got Chris Dillbeck coming in to uh, give us some advice on brakes. So uh, we kind of reached out to everybody. Nobody really wanted to give us any help before Martinsville. I think you guys deserve a little bit of help. You know me, I'm a goof anyway. So <laughs> we got uh, we got Chris Dillbeck, PFC, big supporter of the late model stock car program, big in the uh, big in the super late model program. Do do quite a bit for the deal. Uh, without further ado. Thanks for coming. Yeah, appreciate you, appreciate you having me, Roger. And uh, we, we look forward to Martinsville every year. It's uh, it's big for PFC, and and as a, as a fan of the sport, I enjoy watching it and enjoy being there. And uh, there's nothing like that test day and getting to paint up guys' rotors and and see what we're what we're working with. And a lot of the stuff we learn at Martinsville and, and teach our customers lesson throughout the whole year, the next year. So saves us a lot of work for the for the upcoming year too. I think that's great. What. Uh Let's just dive right into it, just because my customers don't like a lot of fluff and buff. They just seem to be them people, right? I guess that's why they like me. But what uh, what's the number one thing you see going into Martinsville that people need to do or take a look at? The number one thing, uh, really, at Martinsville or in any race series we deal with on the short track side is the balance bar. Uh, just the pedal geometry, making sure that you know the geometry of the pedal is is where it needs to be. Uh, you know, for your master cylinder sizes, along with your piston, you know, piston sizes. So, basically, 99% um, of the problems we see on any short track are brake pedal and balance bar related. Interesting. Me too. I and, didn't. I didn't. Th yeah. Me I too. Mean, everywhere. And, and so, um, of course, obviously, it shows up in the hot end parts, the pads, the rotors. Right. But you know, it starts with that that pedal geometry. So uh, that's usually if if you have, you know, a lot of front front bias or a lot of rear bias and you know you're running the same pad compound front and rear uh usually the first place to look is going to be you know your your balance bar and your pedal geometry that's awesome fluid fluid a big problem before there fluid everybody's gotten pretty pretty savvy on the fluid yeah. you know everybody runs you know the, the pfc fluid or, or the castrol fluid which yeah. are both you know good fluids to use when, when you're when you're working in a you know high temperature high sustained temperature uh, race application you know five six years ago a lot of guys were still using you know like an um you know a, a willwood 600 or uh even even some of them were using just just dot three street fluids sure. that uh you know but now everyone is pretty much migrated to using a racing brake fluid that that gets the job done pads what 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 about a baseline? I kind of want to brush through four or five things here real quick and, and give some people some ideas of ways to go. What, what about pads? Like, what are you suggesting to your customer for Martinsville brake pad? NASCAR rules, so we know what rotors we already got to kind of have, yeah, right? Yeah, you have to run the smooth rotors. Correct. Which which maybe maybe one day we'll be able to run slotted, and, and that'll save us a little bit and save the teams from having to keep inventory of both that run Cars Tour and NASCAR or you know, run your local track that allows slotted whereas nascar doesn't but but yeah we we've we're you know stocked up on the slotted rotors right now but pad compound wise uh, if you have split master cylinders a seven eighths front one inch rear i suggest going with a 13 front and 13 rear 
Some guys just like to have those split compounds. Sure. If you like to split compounds, 13 front and 11 rear. And that kind of comes from the old 0197, right. you know, combination. Uh, but that's kind of an elevated friction from the 0197 uh, to the 13 and 11. Right. So the 11, essentially, right, it took over for the 01. Is that correct? Uh, it, initially, that was... the 97. It, it kind of was all up in the air here. Yeah. Initially, the thought was the 11 would replace the 01. Uh-huh. But the 01 has higher friction uh in the higher temperature range than the 11 does so the 11 tends to fall off with temperature a little bit which gives you you know that that calmer entry uh we late in the run i know a right lot of so times, as the brake pads to, to break it down even further as the brake pads start to get hot yes now we start to lose a little bit of that initial brake yes um at the entry points which doesn't get that nose slam and a lot of those other things exactly with the 11s and, and so late in the run you know the tires are you know, a little more worn, you may start to get a little free on entry, and the 11 will kind of calm that down. But, you know, if you have your uh, your balance bar and your yeah. pedal geometry where it needs to be, you should be able to run 13s front and rear, have that same, you know, temperature, uh, that same friction through the temperature gain, and, and you're in a lot better shape. So, so that's your proponent for somebody that, for somebody that wants to baseline that m- most, most people have split masters, most. Yes. I'm um, not saying everybody, but, and, and we'll give them, if they don't, a piece of advice here in a second. But, so you're saying for a baseline Martinsville setup, split master cylinders, what pad in the front? 13 front, 13 rear. 13's even. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I, I don't have many people that run 13s like that. Mm-hmm. I have them 13s and 11s. That's kind of, you know, yep. like they're a big proponent of. But that's right. I, I think maybe that's something we should definitely test out. Yeah, we had, you know, we had 60 cars in the field last year sure. with PFC pads on. Uh-huh. And I would say 40 of them had 13s and 11s and 20 had 13s all around. I got you. So so it, it's a lot, you know, heavier on, on split compounds than, than 13s front and rear. But if you run 13s front and rear and you can handle that, you know, you find a way to, to solve that free on entry, then that's just overall more stopping power, you know, a higher friction pad front and rear. That's awesome. That's awesome. Is there, is there rotor-wise, give people a little bit of insight. I know you guys have spent lots of money on your rotors over the course of the <laughs> the years, and, and they become hard to get. And they anything that's... It's just hard to get. If you got something that's good, it's hard to get. I'm, I'm sorry. Right. I wish I, I've been cussed three times in the last four days. I've, I'm doing everything I can. I'm sorry. Once in a while, I would like to sit down with him and try to help a couple, three people that actually watch this show. But I, I, I want to make sure, right? So we know that's been a problem for you. A lot of people have kind of, we just understand that that's the way the racing goes now. Uh, mm-hmm. Put into some of the context, some of the things that people, you guys have done to to benefit that, to close that lead time up, just because it's hard, right? Well, as, as much as we've grown our market share over the last five to seven years, you know, it's been, you know, a good thing uh, that we've grown our market share. But at the same time, you know, when you're winning with a certain product and, and you grow that market share, you have to step up your game and, and build more and, and be a little more proactive. And, and we've done that for Martinsville this year. We have, uh, you know, built up our inventory of the smooth rotors and, um, of course, the 7803 pads in 13 and 11. Um, so we're we're in stock and available now for I think the first time I could say that for Martinsville That's in awesome. several years. So yeah. it's, it's nice to say that. It's great as a dealer for that, you know what I mean, for that to yep. be the case because this is a big push time here in the next three weeks. Um, and if you're not working on your brakes, I suggest maybe you just 
I'm not going to tell you to stay home because that's not what I believe. But no, you should be. Just just know you should Absolutely. be. It's a at this if if for no other race. <laughs> Please, please, I beg you, work on your brakes for this race, right? Because I, it's not if it will bite you. I promise you it will bite you. Yes. I, I promise you. Absolutely. And you're going real fast when it bites you. And it's a lot of weight. You know, we're just running a 15-millimeter thick brake pad. And, I mean, if you, I mean, you know, our NASCAR guys are running a 30-millimeter brake pad, you know. And, I mean, it's, it's, you know, twice as thick, and you have twice the pad surface area. So, I mean, we've got to, you really have to do the best you can to make, you know, kind of an antiquated brake system sure. last okay. the whole race at Martinsville. What is your, uh, what's your biggest thing, if you could tell people that would help them? Because I get lost in the fact of, it's, it's my own downfall, that people, I think everybody knows what I know. It's, it's terrible for me. I will tell you, it's my worst trait in the world. I... And now that I've realized that not everybody does, it seems to be a lot different. I can help people. What, what do you think the biggest thing that you see that people do that just drive you absolutely crazy and you can't figure out why? Because every business has one, right? Like, and we're not trying to... The cool part about this format is I'm not picking on anyone. Now that guy can be sitting in front of his phone or his computer and be like, oh, no, I didn't know that was bad, right? And not be embarrassed. Well, I think the biggest thing is, is just not having a plan, uh, you know, for... for you know, sustaining your brake performance throughout yeah, the that's weekend a good at Martinsville. Yeah, I didn't think because it um, is a it is a it's a grind for sure. And, and you'd be surprised how many guys do have a plan. Like these, I mean, a lot of these guys have, have gotten really smart and really slick. And you know, they they'll. I'd say the best plan is to, you know, show up at the test if you're planning on going to the test with a brand new set of discs, brand new set of pads. First, as soon as you go out on the racetrack, bed it in because the racetrack's not going to be ready. It's sure. going to have you know, all kinds of dirt and dust and, and stuff, debris on it. I mean, it's so it's a lot cleaner than a lot of the other racetracks sure, race sure, on because, sure. it's, you know, they do a good job and, and take care of it. But, you know, go ahead and go out there, bed your brakes in, you know, go through a couple of sessions, come in, put fans on them, you know, cool them all the way down to, to ambient temperature and make sure you get your brakes bedded in and then go ahead and put another set of pads in, go out and bed those in. So that you're ready. So that you have an extra set of pads to put in. You know, I don't. I'm not sure. Uh, I need to go back and look at the procedures again, and and see. I don't know if we can change pads after the heat races or when we can change pads. But the last opportunity you have to touch the car, to put brake pads in, put that it. second set of bedded pads in, right. so you have a brand new, fresh set of pads for the race. So, what advice do you give somebody? Right, because we we all know that there's. 20 teams that are going to go there that have no budget. Let's say 25, right? They have absolutely no budget, positively none. So what do you say to the budget racer guy that has an old set of rotors, right? And he's like, uh, I, I don't know. Are there any things I remember when I was quite a bit younger and worked on a lot of brake stuff? You know, a lot of guys would say that, that they wanted to take their pads outside and they wanted to grind them on asphalt. There was a lot of guys that said that they wanted to, I, I get extra life out of my rotors because I take them and I sandblast the rotor and I take all the pad material off and then I can check for cracks or deflection or whatever. So there, there's going to be some guys that can't spend $4,000 on brakes to go there, right? We know that. So, so what would be your advice to that person? The biggest thing about that is when you, when you get that pad glaze, a lot of that pad glaze has to do with your, your bedding or your, or your burnishing procedure. 
you know, if you go out and you just run 100% as soon as you go on the racetrack with a new set of discs and pads in the car, they're going to glaze. They're going to glaze. Um, and what does that feel like when they glaze? Uh, it just feels like you have a good pedal, but the car won't stop. Okay. And So the pedal still feels solid. Yes. But yet, no stopping. Yeah, no stopping. No and pulsation, no nothing. Yes, and, and the lower friction pad compound you use, the more of an issue that becomes. And if you don't use a PFC disc, you know, a lot of the other competitor discs come with like an oil or like a gel on them uh, when you take them out of the box. And so that means that, you know, they're machined, you know, with fluids or, right, you know, sure. a cooling agent or whatever while they machine them. So now it hits the pads. So if you don't, you know, even if you clean that disc, there's nothing to say you're getting all of those, you know, liquids or fluids or impurities out of that disc. So when you try to mate that pad to that disc, it glazes the pad. Wow. So, um, so that creates some issues too, and that's you know one of the strong suits of the PFC disc is we machine we, you know, dry machine all of our discs, um, and we do it for that reason, just to help that bedding process, help that burnishing process, and uh, kind of to speed that process up. You know, I know some some companies offer a burnishing, you know, option on their discs and pads, uh, which is great. Sure. You know, we have a race ready procedure, so we've already put our pads through a heat cycle before you get them which allows you to only go through one or two sessions of bedding nice nice uh, this is all good stuff uh, wh what do you talk about cooling um you know what optimum optimum well optimally you know uh, we, we always hear people talk about getting brakes too hot getting brakes too cold Let, let's talk about that because i don't think a lot of people actually know realistic true life numbers let's talk about what temperature is optimum Right, like I, I want to hear from the guy that builds them. Right, who? Right. Well, obviously, you know, if you're up around that, you know, thousand F, you know, nine hundred to a thousand F range when you come in and do your stops, uh, or if you're, you know, using up all of the red paint on your on your disc, you know, that's you need to do something to get a How little. How many people cool do you see too. still using red paint? Uh, all of my customers really? do. Really? Because like we'll go to Martinsville. So and you'll paint rotors for them. I'll paint them so. for them at Martinsville next Thursday morning. So so if you guys you know need your disc painted and you use pfc discs and pads shoot me a shoot me a text or call me and i'll uh, i'll come paint your disc for you before practice starts just to make sure we have a good you know good indication on on where we're at temperature wise and but uh but you know like i said you know and some of that goes back to the pad compound selection you know if you go up in that friction on the rear and you can afford more rear brake all that's going to do is save the fronts and so the more rear brake you can run the better off you're going to be late in the race when you can dial some front back to it at what point above what point have they gone too far does that make sense like we're talking about a thousand f right so, mm -hmm. so does it matter if they check it with a, a laser gun or does it matter if they use the, the rotor tool like you have if you check it with a laser you know it's a little more inconsistent because Correct. you have to hold the laser the exact same distance away from the disc right it has to be the exact same angle the contamination um and, and so it's 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 i think the word is emisficity that we're sure. that we're going to use and so so you have to make sure you're in the exact same spot every time I understand. Uh, whereas with that contact probe you know, it's it's actually contacting the disc, and you know exactly what temperature. So they, you're you're telling me that they can still use that heat gun, right, to make sure that they're close to the ballpark. Um, but but if you're around the heat gun, is definitely or the uh, the temperature probe is definitely a lot better option. It's a lot more consistent, and and it's it's, it's a better option now. If you you know, obviously, 
the lasers are a lot easier to come by um or, or the the infrared gun is a lot easier to come by so you know just try to make sure that you're at least you have a consistent place to hold that gun so that you can try to be as consistent as possible on all four corners perfect perfect um and as, as far as temperature goes you know a lot of people kind of have a common misconception that oh i've got two fans in there i'm good right you know but you can't use the white plastic blower fan right. that you use for your helmet or you use you know for the for the NACA ducts or wherever you use them you know you have to use a higher quality fan that can you know it's it's high enough volume uh to to where it's not restricting the flow of the air to your brakes and and that is that is a huge misconception That's we terrible. have a well, lot it was mine too i went to the wind tunnels the first time i was like i got made look stupid really stupid yeah. we made a run and he's like let's try to turn the brake fans off now and i'm like what like a radiator pressure brake everything picked up we were just i was messing it up yeah people i think under green that's a big thing too right i think people think oh i'm a, it's just a big restrictor a lot of times if you, if you don't have the right fan it's the weakest link scenario and there there are two brands i i would recommend you know the, the uber fan is nice for sure um but uh personally on my super late model we use the air force fans they're a little pricier the super late model guys are all rich well I don't know about that. I'm not. <laughs> I just I just know that. I mean, I'm selling brakes. Sure, and, you know, sure. I, I need to kind of R and D some of this stuff. So 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 those Air Force fans are nice. Um, what do they cost? Uh, I think they're three hundred dollars a piece. Yeah. The Ubers are. How yeah, much do they cost? They're like one seventy, I thought, or one eighty. Yeah, they? so maybe they're a little little you know. I thought they're less. A little more competitive for price, and and so the uh, so either one you've got to use those one of those two brands uh, to to be able to 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 do what you need to do. Um, of course, the the more volume the fans move, the the more likely you are to, to have to replace that fan. So keep that in mind when you make your purchase too. You know, you can. I think there are two or three different levels uh, of fans you can buy. Different amperage fans. Right. And if you buy the 15, you just have to be ready. It's it's probably you're know, going to take a little more maintenance. For sure, for sure. Man, I'm glad you came. Talk to us about slotted and, and regular rotors. I know that's something that's on your mind and on your heart right now. Well, the uh, the biggest thing is I just, you know, hate for our customers to have to carry both in their in their inventory and have to change, you know, discs between races. I mean, you're, you know, you have, especially these guys that race every week, uh, you know, you don't need to be changing discs to, to go from a NASCAR sanctioned track to a cars to a race. Um, but, uh, but so basically a slotted disc it just uh, it allows you, you know, some people call them gas slots. So basically, sure. it, it just allows you to exhaust some of those gases that the pad may make, you know, with the friction to the disc, and keeps the pad from glazing over as easily. You know, that glaze we talked about earlier, sure. it keeps some of that from happening. Um, if whereas, you get a set glazed, what do you do? Um, well, a lot of people like to. Like you said, right. trying to rub that them on the concrete. That was what I used to or, hear, all kind of weird things. So you know, I'm asking you, like, what do you, if you glaze a setup and you're like, oh, no, I didn't know, what do you do? As a brake manufacturer, I, I do not want you to take our pads and go rub them on the asphalt or the concrete. Have I'm, I done I that? am a have redneck I, and have told you that I have done that before. I'm not, I'm have not, I done I'm not that, condoning it. Have I done that myself as a racer? Maybe. Right, maybe. <laughs> but, I applaud that. Non-disclosure. But, but I'm just going to say, you know, the glaze is going to come back. Right. It's it, not it's, best practice. It's a temperature, you know, it's, it's, it's the temperature through the whole pad to the backing plate. So that glaze is going to come back. It may feel better for a lap or two, and, and you may say, oh, man, I fixed it. You know, I, I, I scuffed them up and got the glaze off. But it, it's not a 
it's not a prolonged fix. It's it's just going to be, uh, it's just an immediate short term fix. You, you mentioned earlier on castrol fluid and and PFC fluid, your own fluids. What what makes those two? Those seem to be the mantra of what most of my top teams are running. Right, a few people dibble dabble in the Willwood six hundred, but it's 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 really low on the scale. And and a few AP guys even to be real honest with you, guys that run street stock or whatever. What what is your at what point, give us some real numbers, at what point does the fluid really boil out of this thing, right? I'm, I'm sure you guys have tested all of it, right? So I think people, especially at Martinsville, especially at some of these real high-breaking tracks, I just I boil the fluid. Is that what they're doing? In some cases, yes, but at what temperature does that really happen? Usually it, it's, you know, if, you're, if your caliper is over 400 degrees, which in a lot of cases, like I said, with our antiquated, brake system we're using on a late model stock sure. you know it it is you're going to show over 400 degrees uh the, the good thing about that is you have so much piston that it, it you know kind of yeah. helps sink some of that heat away um but you know you you know you can pretty much pay attention to that that dry i mean that wet boiling point on that bottle and and make that your target that's your number uh, and, and just make sure your caliper is you know not sustaining temperatures over that uh, for for a long period of time, um, and and that should help. And the biggest difference in, in our brake fluid versus the Castrol, or even uh, I think there's one version of the AP that is yes, I think it's a silver bottle or something. Yes, yeah. and it's 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 identical to our dry and wet boiling point. Uh -huh. The difference is the compressibility of, of the PFC brake fluid. It's it's a lot less compressible, so it gives you a little better pedal feel, um, and it doesn't have you know quite as many materials in it that will deteriorate your seals in the off season you know when your car is sitting there uh, and you're not you know servicing it or you're not racing it you're not running temperature through your calipers so that's another big different advantage to the pfc fluid over the castrol should people take others. all their fluid out in the winter um you can uh or just make sure you rebuild your calipers and and put new seal fresh seals and and, and fluid in before you go racing next season uh, that's always a good time for your maintenance to, to take place. Plus, you're not racing as much during the winter, so, you know, it makes it a little more cost effective. But as little as I race, you know, I race, you know, anywhere from three to five to ten times a year. I can't afford to go to the racetrack and have an issue when I sure, race. Because, sure. yeah, you know, you're I the brake guy. You can't, right? Well, <laughs> right, well that 100%. too. And, uh, but, but, you know, it goes to everything. You know, your, your hubs, your, your wheel bearings, you know, everything. You know, that's the best time to to do all your preventative maintenance is in the off season sure and uh the brakes are, are part of that too and i think you've given a lot of people a lot to think about brake alignment also a big deal huge yep yep you got to make sure that the uh you know you don't want any pad overhang you know when you when you of course some of that comes into your whoever builds the spindles yep. or um you know you don't want the pads to overhang the top of the disc or the bottom of the disc you don't want them to overhang the top of the disc because you don't want that cooling band and the on the id that you know, could cause some some cracks in the flange tabs and things like that. Basically, what he's saying is, it's just going to overclamp the rotor, and it's going to try to keep more of the heat from the edges. So it's that edge is not made to wear, but as the pad comes in, it still creates wear on the top. And a lot of times, rotors will crack on the outside edges because this is just what they do. It's where their biggest expansion and contraction has come. Exactly, and with us not being able to float our rotors, right. Uh, you know that that's another problem. You know, you we can't float our discs. Of course, having the floating caliper helps some. Sure. 
but you know not being able to float our disc you know doesn't allow that that disc to expand and contract freely you know at that mounting surface because it's it's bolted to the hub awesome so yeah um, we, that's something they've been talking about but we we've been unsuccessful in really getting it going yeah. and and that's lay model stock racing kind of to a point right i i don't like a lot of things but i also agree with a lot of things because a lot of the little things are still keeping us alive right mm -hmm. like if we and, and if by the looks of the shop i'll, I'll give you a big wide one here in a minute that that it's pretty good times right now. If you think there aren't, you're maybe in the wrong business. Sure, track racing's where it's at right now. Right, I mean, we're we're making a big push for it, and uh, I don't. Th I think there's only two or three weekends this year that I haven't been at a short track. Sure, uh, you know, even if we go to a cup race or an Indy car race, you know, we'll we'll find a short track somewhere close by to to, to go and and hit. So, um, but yeah, that's what's where it's at. Well, I appreciate you coming by, man. Um, I don't know really what that was a lot. You gave a lot of great information. I think that tell people where they can find you, catch you on social, your own or PFC or LinkedIn or Instagram or what? Yep, yeah, uh, you can catch us on the, the PFC Facebook. Uh, it's uh, Performance Friction Breaks or PFC Breaks. You can search each, either one and find us on Facebook. Uh, we have a Twitter account PFC Break at PFC Breaks. Um, we also have an Instagram and it's at PFC Breaks as well. So. Uh, but yeah, you can catch us on any of those social channels. We uh, we like to talk about our our customers that win every week, sure. and we yeah. uh, we send an e blast out every Wednesday. Uh, you can also get on our website pfcbreaks.com to sign up for that e blast. Uh, it's a little newsletter we send out, and we 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 definitely appreciate our customers that that go and win every weekend. So we we send that out every week. We got just a couple of minutes left, and I I know in the in the preview you and I talking, you you said something about. Uh, your program for PFCs coming back up again. Go ahead and plug it in there. We have a program, so uh, so you know everybody, all the vendors, you know all all of us as manufacturers, we have a lot of people ask us about sponsorship throughout the year, uh, and and me growing up, you know racing legends cars, late models, you know whatever. PRI was where you went to get your deals. That was the hustle, like yo. you had to. It didn't yeah. matter if you had to hitchhike, if you had to, you know. That was the deal. Whatever you had to do didn't to get matter. the PRI to get a sponsorship deal. You did it. Free so, something. Free something. It didn't matter. So so we would go to PRI. So we've kind of, we want to rejuvenate that a little bit. And yes. I think we have over the last four or five years with our Sponsor Me PFC program. And so basically we pick 10 drivers. Uh, we we give them, you know, $1,500 product credit in the past years. It may be different this year. Sure. Uh, we're still working on some of the details for it. But we're gonna we're gonna launch this program at the show at PRI this year. Nice. And uh, it's, it's social media driven for us to kind of narrow it down and 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 to a select group. And then we kind of have a panel and we get together and we fight it out for who we want to be those ten drivers and and we give them some product credit and and plug Works them into all of our social everybody. channels. It's yeah, really good. That's and, great. And so it, it helps us uh, pick some young drivers or, or you know the good thing is we don't even have an age group. Sure. You know, you could win it. If you started back racing, wow, I'm the you old. could win it. No, I don't. I, so, I wasn't that good then. That's so, why I, that's why I, I learned. So when Sam Hornish is your buddy yep. and another young band named Kyle Sider, who's a World of Outlaw sprint car type guy, and Telly Esterline, who was a CNR, like when you have that group, them kids win all the time. Yeah. At like nine, I realized, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I'll just work on these yeah. and make them go faster. You guys drive them, yep. I, right? I didn't. My yep. eyes started getting all crazy, right? Like I didn't. I wasn't the guy. I could make them go fast, but I, I was not the driver. I knew it early. What? Uh, 
how, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you if they have early questions before, right? Because I'm going to try to air this on Monday mm-hmm. so that that gives people two, three, four days to reach out to you. What, what is the best way, if not to you, because I know you're super busy, to get help? You to can, get PFC help, where's the best way they can reach out? You can reach out to, to either myself or Adam Kaiser. Um, my email address is cdilbeck at pfcbreaks.com. Uh, and then Adam Kaiser is a Kaiser at pfcbreaks.com and that's a K E I S E R Adam Kaiser. Yeah. Uh, and we'll put it in the description below so that people can click it and we can, uh, we can get you guys set up and I'll, uh, I'll also give you my cell phone number. It's 803-370-0681 and I'm a racer. You know, if you need something in the evening, you know, when you're working on your race car, text me, call me, whatever. Uh, I know, I know. I love the guys that give out their cell phone. You guys have, uh, have, have real jobs during the week, and, uh, and, and I appreciate that. So you guys uh, give me a call after hours if you need to. All right. Well, I think we're going to wrap it up. Uh, I, I want to thank Chris for coming. I, I want you to you know, make sure you check out your break stuff before Martinsville. super important, um, probably the most important of the year. And uh, check them out. Ask questions if you don't know. Call one of us. Call somebody. Try to get some mentorship and help uh, – Thanks for uh, tuning in to episode, episode five. I appreciate you. Thanks.